Um, simply enough, I'm supporting Donald Trump because I believe in his, um, his overall message and many of his policies for the future of the United States versus the uh, um, policies of Hillary Clinton. So what in That's the most... Excuse me? Sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah, that's just the most general, in the most general sense. I mean, there's obviously a lot more that, that goes into that. But um, I, I believe in what his, um, his policies on things like immigration and, um, and what he can do for the American economy and uh, his foreign policy as well. Okay, so when you talk to your friends, what do they say? Who are they supporting? Um, a mass majority are supporting um, Hillary Clinton. Um, my, the campus, the Emanuel College campus is very um, liberal. And you can say that about the city of Boston, Massachusetts as well. So it's, I'm definitely in the minority over here. And uh, a lot of the time I get, I'm like subject to um, a lot of social criticism over my support of Trump. So a recent poll uh, has come out which gives Hillary Clinton a 28-point lead over Trump in voters aged 18 to 29. So you're in that demographic and are among the 21% backing Trump. So why are you support- Why are you backing him? Um, it's because I th- I, his message is um, sincere. Um, I'm, I affiliate with the Republican Party as it is. So... Um, I'm more cons- I'm more of the conservative party um, to begin with, and I believe in what he um, his message for America in the future is. I think we need change in Washington. I think um, a Hillary Clinton um, term of four or eight years will just continue the same um, process which is happening in the Capitol right now. And I don't think that's what America needs. So what are the big issues that matter to you for this election? Um, definitely the economy. Definitely the economy and um, how um, U.S. jobs have left due to um, free trade agreements like like NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Agreement, and um, TPP, which is a trans... Pacific Partnership, which have really moved American uh, manufacturing jobs from um, communities like the community I'm from to um, nations like Mexico and uh, China and Thailand. So why do you think he's connected with so many Americans? What do you think he's really tapped into? I I think um, he's got a really strong connection with the people because he's viewed as this person who's not a part of Washington, a outsider per se. And that really works for him because there's such a tremendous gap right now between the people of the United States and the government where um, people don't trust um, politicians anymore. Like um, Congress has the lowest approval rate in the history of the body. So I think um, success and Bernie Sanders' relative success really show how um, much the American people don't trust the government anymore. You mentioned distrust there. So, what is it about Hillary Clinton you don't like? Is it that is part of it that you just don't trust her? 
Um, there's a lot of things. I think um, this system as it is really serves her. Like she's a part of the system. Like the problem in Washington is that it's become um, self-serving and corrupt in a way where they do everything they, they can to protect their own and not the interests of the American people. Like you have um, Hillary Clinton talking to um, the FBI while they were ruling over her, um, the email controversy that was so large. And um, also her discretions as Secretary of State make her very um, not trustworthy. And additionally, that she's been on the record in office several times of flip-flopping positions and saying things to voters just to get their vote and then we'll just be in office and won't do those things it's called pandering she panders to like to supporters to get their vote and then will not fulfill her promises but is that not what donald trump is doing to another extent he's promising people change he's promising to fix their problems he's promising to address their concerns but actually we haven't heard any real substance to any of his policies and he seems to be just saying what the voters want to hear well, I think as the election has um, grown in maturity and especially um, within the last um, couple of weeks now, I think Trump has actually um, delivered a lot of substance in his, um, in his, you know, like his, uh, you know, his talks or, or like announcements or like a rally. He's, he's really um, talked a lot about policy and he's just actually released what he's going to do like a step-by-step -step plan for his first hundred days in office which is pretty prototypical of a presidential nominee but i think what gets disconnected is he gets his own way because he'll say something like newsworthy or inflammatory and then that'll catch the headlines and people won't see his policy discussion but people will see what he said now like what what did trump say this time rather than what he's talked about for his vision for the country. I think his um, policy gets overshadowed by the things he says. But is that not part of the problem? He says a lot of inflammatory and controversial things. When he's president, he'll have to be diplomatic, he'll have to try and build relations with other countries. Is that kind of uh, making controversial remarks off the cuff really what America wants in a president? I mean, I think... Um, he definitely has to work on his emotional intelligence and really work on like the things that he says and doesn't say. And you have definitely have a point about that. I mean, as we've seen, he's definitely an imperfect candidate. Um, but I feel like if he got the position, he could, you know, over time, you know, work on it. I mean, I think he's very diplomatic, despite what people say. I mean, he's been, um, you know, the head of a major billion-dollar company that has locations across the world and, um, for, you know, a couple decades now. And, like, he has, you know, like, golf courses over there. And uh, like he has a couple in um, the U.K., I believe. And he has um, properties all over the world. So I feel like he has the capability of being diplomatic. I just think that he needs to work on his um, emotional um intelligence when you know talking about things and actually that's one thing that kind of appeals him to 
you know, your regular American voter is the fact that like he does kind of say it how it is and people kind of like people trust that like he's not gonna he's not lying to them. So um, on the campaign trail, it's been kind of useful. But if he did get elected, I think he would definitely have to um, improve um, just the things he says and just, you know, make sure it doesn't, you know, embarrass the office. He's called Mexicans murderers and rapists. He wants to build a wall between the U.S. on the U.S.-Mexico border. He's made degrading comments about women and he has 12 sexual assault allegations hanging over him. And he also wants a complete ban on Muslims. You wouldn't really call that diplomatic. And a lot of those statements are straightforward lies. They're not true. Um, Can you repeat that question? Um, It broke up in the middle of it. Sorry, sure. So he's called Mexicans murderers and rapists. He wants to build a wall on the U.S.-Mexico border. He's made degrading comments about women and he has 12 sexual assault allegations hanging over him. He also wants a complete ban on Muslims. I would, you wouldn't really call that diplomatic. And a lot of those statements are lies. I think his policy on um, the immigration and the wall and like what he said about Mexicans has been really um, blown out of proportion in a way by, um, by mass media. I think what he was, like, I think the wall idea, and I support it personally, um, I think immigration laws are better for the US. Um, now it's my minority view at this point. But I think when he said that um, like Mexicans, rape, rapists and murderers, he, I think he was more referring to the instances where um, undocumented, um, like documented people coming into the United States have crimes and the problem presents for well, well not United really. He said States. he said mur- he said they're Mexic they're murderers they're rapists. He said some of them are good people. So he was sort of making out that most of them are committing crimes when that's not true. Yeah, I mean, I mean, um, I th- that's definitely a generalization, and I and I would that pro- most um most uh you know documented um immigrants are probably are not murderers from rape but i think he was trying to um over dramatize that to really make a point that like um undocumented um just coming uh, really into this nation is a security problem for the united states we can't have um a sufficient security for for our, if we don't know who's in the nation to begin with. So you mentioned that uh, Hillary Clinton maybe isn't trustworthy, but Donald Trump, he hasn't released any of his tax returns, which is, uh, I think he's the only presidential candidate not to do that in the last couple of decades. So um, he hasn't released them and has openly boasted about using loopholes to avoid tax. What do you make of that? Well, I mean, what he said about not being taxed, I mean, people forget. I mean, he was a um, businessman before, you know, doing this. I mean, he's been a for a couple of decades, and that's, that's, you know, that's, you know, how he's, his claim to fame, how he was successful. And if Washington and the establishment have provided the polls for, you know, lucrative businessmen to take advantage of, I mean, you know, how can we expect men, not just Donald Trump, but businessmen not to take advantage of them? I mean, 
if they if Washington is giving these um, the CEOs and Fortune 500 company like executives um, ways to you know get around tax and you know why wouldn't they do it? I mean it doesn't make sense. So I think that's a re that's really an indictment on and of why have why are these loopholes in the first place? Like is that um, product of Wall Street having their fingers in Washington through special interests? Like, I feel like the establishment. Sorry, is there any chance we can kind of try and fix the line of it? It's just kind of very breaking up quite a bit there. All right, I think we'll just, we'll just try and crack on, really. And I can see, uh, try and uh, make the most of it, really. Um, so um, let's talk about guns and the Second Amendment. So um, what do you make of his stance on that? He supports the Second Amendment quite strongly. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, the Amendment is uh, one of the um, cornerstones of our nation and kind of what it's been built off of. And um, I'm, you know, it's, you know, all society has changed. But, like, I feel like if we, we need to respect and honor the Constitution as it was written, and, and um, if we try to diverge and change that, I mean, at what point do we lose our identity as the United States if we're starting to, um, if we're starting around with and manipulate people's rights? I mean, those um, rights as Americans to, you know, um, have possess arms. So I feel like um, to, um, supporting a strong Second Amendment is very important to um, just, if anything, the identity of the nation. But surely constitutions are there, they change over time, there are amendments made to them. When you look at uh, mass shootings such as Orlando in San Bernardino in Virginia Tech, 13,286 people were killed by guns in the US in 2015. Surely there comes a point and there comes a number such as that where something has to change. Yeah, I mean, I feel like... Um... I mean, something needs to change. I mean, mass shootings are terrible. I mean, innocent people being shot um, is, you know, it's just really tragic and um, really upsetting. But at the same time, um, taking away all guns, I don't think it's going to change that in a way because, um, like, you know, in many of those instances, those weapons were, were illegal anyway. Like, they weren't gone through the legal us. I mean, we need a strong Second Amendment, but I feel like also to be, um, which Trump has said, um, people, you know, no fly list would be, be able to buy a gun. And, um, and people who the government is surveilling and think be a potential threat to security shouldn't be able to legally buy type of weapon. And, and yeah. I think it's become it's an indictment. Those type of things are an indictment place of security problem we're faced with in the twenty first century. So, it, as as the current law states, someone can go into go to a gun show, or they can go into a gun shop. They could have convictions. 
there are no checks made and they can buy a gun. So actually, you are closer to Hillary Clinton when it comes to this because she supports the Second Amendment, but she wants to see control so that people on no-fly lists and people who have passed convictions can't get guns. Um, Sure. Uh, I mean, at the same time, we need to be careful with um, how we go about it because we can't like a precedent and we have these the uh, second amendment be taken away but like slowly in segments like um we have to make sure if we set a precedent it's only and we can't let it um continue into the future where we reach a point where laws have stacked up upon each other and you know obtain gun is you know becomes this you know impossible process Okay, so um, PolitiFact, they've been fact-checking the campaign uh, through various uh, statements made by the two candidates. So when it comes to Hillary Clinton, she's made 145 true or mostly true statements compared to just 47 for Trump. Hillary Clinton's made uh, 35 false or outright lying statements. Trump has made 161 of them. That can't be good for him, surely. Um, that, I mean, listening to those statistics at face value, definitely not. That doesn't sound like a great number. Um, you kind of have to realize what, I mean, it's kind of hard to say, but I mean, the scale of what Hillary lies about, she, she doesn't lie about just certain, you know, things that are, you know, aren't in policy matters or in the in general, she lies usually about in, in very um, crucial things, Such like she, she's lied about several about like certain things she's done in office as a senator and a secretary of state. She's lied about um, you know several donations to the Clinton Foundation, which from foreign nationals from like from Qatar, for example. She's um, willingly just tried to cover up. Um, and I think the DNC's, you know, helped her out with that, and that's been proved by WikiLeaks and Mary that it's been a very much attempt by, uh, a lot of people in the establishment to um, make Hillary look as good as possible, just she says. And then on the other hand, try to make the opposition, whether that be um, Bernie Sanders or Donald Trump, be as at a disadvantage point as possible. Okay, just finally, we've seen uh, Mike Pence now going to Utah, a traditional stronghold for the Republicans. Uh, Trump seems to be diverting money away from the party. Uh, Paul Ryan seems to be focusing on the Senate. And Clinton, in her speeches, uh, is now seeming uh, confident enough to devote time to promoting local senators. So are you confident he'll win, even though all of the polls now are showing that Hillary Clinton is starting to pull away? Uh, I mean confident he's going to win. Um, I can't say I am confident he's going to win, but um, I still think, I think the people who uh, believe this race is over and, and that Hillary has it, you know, uh, lynched, I think those people are um, also incorrect. I, th- I feel like November 8th, anything can happen. Um, a um, professor from the uh, Ivy League, um, Columbia University, um, 
came out with a study. He said all a thousand, like 100 polls running in the United States. And he, he said on a on CNN that um, there's polls with like 3% error. In reality, the polls have 6 to 8% error. So um, right now, these, polling, these pollings that are, you know, favor Clinton, they could be closer than reality could be closer than the polls. So there's a phenomenon, which is interesting. People are asked for polling data who they're for. They might not be saying Trump because they're subject social kind of stigma and persecution from saying they're a Trump supporter. Uh, and they might be telling like pollsters like voting for a uh, third party or voting for Hillary Clinton. In reality, they go in the booth in their privacy vote for Trump, but they don't want to say it. And that's happened both in the United States. All right, I think we'll leave it there. Alec, thanks very much for that. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. I thanks appreciate it very much.